0: This podcast contains discussion of mental health and may mention alcohol and drug use as well as suicide. Check the show notes for more information and links to relevant support services. Let's have a chat, an open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. They might not solve all the world's problems from this hot tub, but a good chat with a good mate is not a bad place to start. Welcome to another episode of No Pants, No Problems.
1: All right. Welcome to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Welcome, Jeff.
2: Thank you, Lee. How are you, my man?
1: Oh, yeah. it's We're another week in lockdown, um, which I feel will be another week. Well,
2: they do say that the first three weeks of the seven-day lockdown are the hardest in Melbourne.
1: Yes. Uh, and Sydney finally seems to actually be in lockdown. So they've <laughs> yeah. caught up.
2: Thanks guys.
1: <laughs> so uh we are on the Zoom again. Uh yeah. thank you to the listeners for joining us uh and continuing the connection. This we're recording this much later than we normally much later in the week uh than we Indeed. normally would. Uh you were sick. I was very I was sick.
2: I was very unwell. You had your vaccination and we're going to talk about that at all. Or? Yeah, I
1: had the first covid jab so I was a bit uh, well, I wasn't sick. I just wasn't hundred percent. Yeah, I've got um, I've got mine
2: coming up next Thursday. So yeah, as well, am four days away from being sick myself.
1: <laughs> well, it it seems everybody has a different reaction. Mm. I expected to have something. Um, I managed to push through it for the most part for work. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on our usual day we have set aside for recording. You were unwell, and as I said to you. With me not being 100%, I can't carry you through. The episode.
2: <laughs> we have tried that once before. It did not go well.
1: Yeah. So we're actually going to discuss the topic that we tried to discuss the last time that you were unwell. Yes. Um, it, it was bad timing as well because the week before was quite cold and we were in the hot tub and the hot tub cooled down quickly. So the next week, I cranked we- the heat up. Which and really you were unwell. Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: so, I, I, I remember the the exact moment of just looking at you going like, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it out of this tub alive. I think I have to go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that that cut that episode quite short, but like yeah. we had some in the can.
1: Um, but we are back and we are uh, together digitally, virtually. Digitally. I don't I get, like them saying the virtually because virtually makes me think like virtual reality. And yeah, it's not real. I've
2: got goggles on and you know, can't yeah. touch you, but I can see you. <laughs> no, that's weird.
1: Um, we are together with the wonders of technology. Yes. Um, thank you to everybody that listened to our communication episode uh, last week. We got a bit of feedback uh, from that. Um, some of it from your wife. Which yes, was good because we talked through that episode about how well you communicate. I was actually
2: um, surprised. I think that's the first time she's listened to the episode.
1: She probably knew that she was going to get a mention <laughs> and a mention and a positive for, and a positive yeah, one for a, a mention, not for her online shopping habits. <laughs> um. So yes, uh, we're kind of yeah. I was about to ask you how you are. We've covered how you, uh, much, work, much, you were. Much, much, much better. Work.
2: Much better now. I, I did have a, a blinding migraine that cost me a couple of days at work, but that's an ongoing issue for me that I, I have to deal with. I've, I've, I'm, I'm through the other side of it now. Thank God. Yep. And yeah, back at work. So yeah, that's all good.
1: Back at work I'm, I'm, on I'm, a Saturday.
2: I'm, I'm yes. So it's a Saturday instead of the regular Wednesday where we record these Monday episodes. So. Yep. This may be a little bit more fly by the seat of our pants editing by you, I think, to get it through
1: in time. Well, yeah, we'll see how we go because Shane's, um monopolising the good computer tomorrow. Um, so we'll see. Well, I'll get it done. Always do. Nah,
2: you always do. There's there's five minutes spare of bang out a fifteen minute project.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. As we were talking about before, um, I just I managed to get all of my projects done. Um, in whatever time that I have,
2: but speaking of getting through projects on time, this kind of segues into our topic for this week of yeah. moving on, moving so, on from what we need to move on from in our life.
1: Yeah, and recently I um I was going to refer back to the discussion that, that you we and, had I had and I I deleted
2: that, No, we won't, but the that.
1: listeners won't have heard that, so no. there's no point. <laughs> referring back to that we have tried to discuss this and i kind of vaguely tried to talk around everything but then realized it wasn't working um so i'm going to give another shot so i yeah i made the decision in the last couple of weeks to step away from playing and assistanty kind of coaching the baseball yep. um for various reasons but um the reason i wanted to bring it up again uh, and the reason i Wanted to bring it up without vaguely talking about the thing was that overall, uh, the decision to not continue in that aspect uh, is because of in order to protect my mental health. Absolutely. um, And to keep that on track. Interestingly, it's the second time I've stepped back from the administrative side of (laughs) baseball uh, for my mental health. The first one was in very different. Circumstances. This kind of got us me to thinking and us to talking about uh, stepping back and knowing when the time is to move on from things. Um, I quite often try to hold on to things a little bit longer than I should. Yeah. Um, and uh, in this baseball was one of the things. In this, in this case, I held it probably a little bit longer than I should have yeah. in order for it to be the best for me. Um, I didn't realize you'd actually stepped away from playing as well. a bit
2: naive of me to...
1: I knew, yeah. you'd step, I knew
2: you'd step back from your role roles of training and stuff like that, but I didn't realize you were actually stepping back completely.
1: Well, a, a few weeks ago, a couple of lockdowns ago, actually, <laughs> um, I stepped down from the coaching thing, uh, but then... Stepped kind of back up into the coaching thing, um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, More out of necessity, yeah. And then I kind of realised that even in the playing, that the I wasn't getting what I wanted out of the playing either. Okay. And I thought if I can just come down and play without the coaching, uh, then I might enjoy that a little bit more. But that turned out. Not to be the case, okay. Uh, and so, yeah, I won't play over the summer season. Um, there'll be people at the club. If the people at the club are listening to this, this will be the first they're hearing of it. Um, not that I have deliberately kept it a secret, but I think we haven't really talked about summer yet.
2: Well, it's 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 also a lockdown. Who are you talking to? You're not going yeah. out of your way, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, So, yeah, I won't be playing either uh, for reasons, um, and those reasons, they're not... It's hard to explain, um, and I don't know how much I should or shouldn't, but they're they're little things that overall have an effect on my mental health, um, which is then obviously... mental health is a priority for me as something to look after Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's been the decision well it's not
2: happening my my first time from stepping back from playing baseball was a very emotional and very uh trying time for me mentally yeah the next next 17 got easier It's one of those things, when, you, when you've spent as much as your life playing a sport as we both have, like I've, I've been retired for a few seasons now,
0: mm.
2: it is a thing of you have that missing, that longing, that like, why did I step back? I, I can still do this and then... You know, it only takes a couple of games back for you to realise oh, there was a reason I stopped and yeah. my, mine was more physical than mental but there definitely was a mental aspect to my eventual stepping away from baseball as much as I could and that was for the betterment of the club I was at at the time I believe like, I, I, yeah, wasn't, well, I wasn't my best self, I was going through a lot personally with my, my daughter and stuff like that so I, I couldn't give as much as was needed of me and it was just time. It was literally,
1: and I think that 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 you bring up is, you know, for our first tangent of the episode. It's <laughs> one of the sayings that is a lot uh, is spoken about a lot when it comes to mental health is that you can't pour from an empty cup, um, and so you need to be your best self in order to uh, have a good effect and a good impact on those around you. And particularly when we're talking about this kind of volunteer space Absolutely. Um, that we are, when we talk about helping uh, in the sports and the administration stuff, then if it's not good for you, then you're not going to be good for what, the, the people that, around you. Yeah, yeah. And so I realized, and I mentioned in another episode um, about one of the guys at the club who pulled me up at one, training session um, and kind of talks to me about how I was being a bit passive aggressive. I realized I was being a lot passive aggressive and he was kindly saying that I was being a bit passive aggressive, but
2: you're being a little bit of a shit. Yeah. And then
1: I thought back, I'm like, Oh no, I'm just being shit. And so that kind of made me realize that the things that were getting to me had originated kind of on the field Uh, and in other ways, but then they were affecting things outside of that. Uh, And when it gets to that point, that's a point that you realise that you need to change something.
2: Yeah. I think my my big moving on point was realising what day of the week it was and dreading having to go. Yep. And that's when I went, this isn't the what you're supposed to have in the position I was in and stuff like that. I was like, this is just, it's too hard. I've got, like you say, pouring from the empty cup, I've got nothing left to give. Yep. And then trying to give more and just falling flat and just draining your, your vital essence, I suppose, is the best way to say it. Like, yeah, you can still pour, but where you're getting those resources from and not
1: healthy. And, you know, even, Beneath that, like we may not have many listeners who have been presidents or head coaches or assistant coaches of sports clubs, but we will have people that have been involved in activities. And like you said, getting to the day of the week and dreading the activity that's coming, even if you're not the administrator, you shouldn't be dreading an activity that you're going to. Exactly. So if you feel that that's the case, um, then it's really like that's time. another indicator.
2: That's it. That's the time um, to move on.
1: Yeah, that it's time to move on. And sometimes that
2: can just be a change of uh, venue even. Like I've, I've known yep. guys that have spent their whole lives at one sports club and I've known guys who play a season here, a season there, or a couple of seasons and know when it's time to move on from that club to go find something else and come back to the original clubs and stuff like that. Like it's
1: Yeah, but I also think it's not just necessarily, obviously for us, our experience and my most recent experience is with sporting clubs, but I don't think it's just that. I think people need to be aware of when it's time to move on from any part of their life.
2: As I say, the same the same feeling we're talking about for moving on from our roles in sporting clubs can be said for friendships, relationships, jobs. Yeah, there's definitely been times where you know, like sometimes you hate your job, but you're going to go because it costs you. That's how you get your money. But when it gets to the point of like physical anxiety and you know depression about having to get out of bed to go to it, you you can find another job.
1: Yeah, and. those two things that we've already mentioned as kind of indicators are relevant to anything. You know, if you're dreading every morning getting up and going to work, then that's an indication that you really don't want to work there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or if you're noticing that your the anxiety that you have or the stress that you have at work is coming home and affecting your home relationships or affecting your social relationships, then that's another indication that it's probably not the right thing. yeah I wrote um I wrote a blog article a while ago about using Sunday night as an indicator, um, and it was kind of saying like, if you assess how you feel on Sunday night, if you work a Monday to Friday, nine to five, if you kind of use how you feel Sunday night as an indicator of how you feel about what you're going to do during the week, yeah, you know, like if you're, if you hate Sunday nights, not because it's Sunday nights, because it means the next thing is Monday morning and you're off to work, then that's a pretty good indicator that Monday morning, what you're doing uh, yeah, it, isn't right for you and is, or is pretty it's, shit. It's, it's time for a change. Yeah. Hmm. And change is frightening. 100%. Um, but we've both been through it. We talked about in our lockdown episode when yeah. we talked about jobs and changing things like that. We've both been through uh, career changes and job changes. And it is tough mm-hmm. and it is scary, but we've both been through it. And have reached points where our uh, general happiness and contentedness uh, has improved. Hundred percent. And while we're both pretty exhausted from our jobs, um, <laughs> we're not stressed. We're not as stressed uh, or depressed or anxious um, think, about the jobs the, we're the, doing.
2: The big thing is about the job I was doing before what I'm doing now is I, I actually really enjoyed the job. I really enjoyed the people yeah really but you know payday was depressing yeah it's like i know how hard i worked and that's all i've got like it was that was a reason for me to go like this i can't i can't sustain this because you know you get that hit i think it was a wednesday payday the thursday friday i was just flat you know just going through the motions Come to the weekend, I was like, "Yeah, happy to go back to work on a Monday because I was going to catch up with the, the good the good people I worked with." Yeah, but the job sucked. Yeah, like the pay the pay sucked.
1: And I think that there is that there is that balance, and there is the things that you need to consider if you are considering a change, or considering a moving on, um, or a stepping away mm-hmm. from whatever you're doing. There are parts of The baseball club that I quite like, you know, my husband included, and (laughs) there are a lot of people there that are great, and I do like the playing of sport, but the other things aren't working, uh, and the the negative of that is outweighing the positive of the rest of it at the moment, and Mm -hmm. it could come a time where I go back to it, or I could go and join this darts club that I've talked about in three episodes (laughs) now. and then really love it.
2: We're gonna end up sponsored by in insert famous darts club name here.
1: Yeah. I've already picked my walk in music. I don't know if you've watched <laughs> any of the the pro darts, but they have a walk in song.
2: Mate, I'm a wrestling fan. I've had walk in music since I was twelve years old. True,
1: true. I picked I've picked it. Yeah. Um I'm never gonna go pro, but I'll be ready. To walk into the, I'll walk into the Hoppers Club with the theme music going. Yeah, just
2: the <laughs> phone in the back pocket, boombox on the on the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've got my little Bluetooth speaker. That's all you need these days. <laughs> That'll pump it out. But yeah. Um, moving on can be
2: from a sport, as we've said, which is generally a really big part of people's lives. Like, like I said, mine was five days a week, down to a couple of days a week, down to nothing. Yeah. I kind of weaned myself off after 20 years of playing and, you know, 10 years of being committee level, but it can be friendships. It can be relationships, jobs, as we've touched on. There's, you know, uh, my sister has had a few friends in her life, sit her down and actually break up with her as a friend because, you know, we're my family love a drink and certain people move on from the times of like wanting to be the party people. And, we don't and and they've had to you know have that conversation where they're like okay we we can't do what you need to what you want from us anymore we're not that person anymore we've we've it's time for us to move on and like that can be quite confronting obviously but you know nobody nobody likes rejection
1: i think in a social
2: relationship moving on isn't always your choice as well is something that we have to cover off i think
1: so i think in a in a social kind of context, it's even because it doesn't happen like yeah. I, you don't break up with friends. Um, you just you
2: just grow apart, and that's yeah. yeah that what that once a week phone call becomes once a month becomes
1: not for ages. Yeah, and I think social media makes that growing apart thing less clear. I think because you're still seeing the person kind of, you're seeing them come up on your feed. Um, But it also, for me, it does both of those things because I still see the person and know what they're up to. Um, But then I also see their little green dot next to their profile on the messenger.
2: And don't Uh, say
1: hi. (laughs) Yeah, or they don't say hi. And I've actually unfriended A few people on Facebook, not because I don't want to have anything to do with them anymore, um, but in a few cases, because we went from chatting a lot on the Facebook messenger to me seeing the green dot and not wanting to click them or not feeling confident enough that a good conversation would come from it. Yeah. And so, again, and that was to protect my mental health.
2: Absolutely. I get that.
1: And so... There are a couple of people that I'm not friends with on Facebook anymore, but I still occasionally will send a text message to, but seeing them online on Messenger, someone that I I can think of someone that I went from chatting to every day to progressively them not responding a few times. And so that I unfriended them so I wouldn't have to see their name because their that name and their little green dot became a little bit triggering. Tr- triggering, yeah. Yeah, but we can chat, and we do text occasionally, and that's, I guess, where we've settled into. Where you've landed? Yeah, we've settled into that now. So, yeah, it does apply to various aspects of your life, and it is challenging in all of those aspects. But I think it's important to kind of listen to the signs and the indications Um, that it is time to move on or make a change.
2: Yeah, the big the big thing as we discuss, if it's not feeling good for you, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, we've
1: applied that to a whole lot of things so far.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. Well that's part part of um mental health that I, I still to this day struggle with is being able to say no and yep. Saying no to look after you, you know, like I'm, I'm a I'm a people pleaser type of person where you know if you if you called me now and said hey come over or can you grab some milk yeah. and come over I would you know like I'd say I'm like, yeah no worries I'll stop this and I'll go do that right now you know it's more I, I want to help people out I want to make people's lives easier but it's finding that balance of where to draw the line so you're not
1: yeah and I think hurting it's, yourself. It's, yeah. um, it comes back to my big thing of self-awareness yeah, and being aware of how your actions have an impact on your own health and kind of catching yourself and being like, oh, if I continue to do this, or if I do drop everything and go around um, to that person or help that person, what will the effect on me be? Mm-hmm. Uh, and is that something that's going to, work for me
2: and looking f- and, and what are you hoping to get out of that are you yeah yeah are you hoping to be the helpful friend or are you looking for that you better thank me yeah you yeah. know what I mean like was the thanks not enough and that's when you start getting into a whole other subject but yeah being being able to draw lines for yourself and and like I said moving on isn't always a choice you make sometimes things move on from you and being able to move on from someone moving on from you is something
1: we can. That's, that is a tough thing to accept in a lot of cases. Um, But, and that's why I'm kind of in favor of breaking up with your friends. Yeah. Um, Because, but even before that, you know, like we talked about communication last week i have had a few chats with people um i had a friend who lives in brisbane um we're both very busy he's Mm -hmm. not very good at texting and i do most of my communication by texting Um, and so i was getting really frustrated by that um and i think in a lot of cases people wouldn't bring that up they just continue to be frustrated or they just be like oh i'm not going to bother with him anymore and i did have those thoughts but then i was like no this guy is an important friend to me um and so i did have a bit of a chat to him about it and now he texts more often and i call more often and so you know we've come to that middle ground that we talked about as well last week yeah um and so like i feel like those conversations prevent getting to the point where moving on is the only option yeah but having that conversation at the point of moving on can help to prevent someone taking that big hit to their self-worth or thinking oh this person hates me this person never wants to hear from me again in my life all of those
2: i've I've got a lot of friends that i would i would give the shirt off my back that i haven't spoken to for years like i I love these people but life gets in the way sometimes and it's very hard it's a very hard moment in your life when you realize that you know these people don't have time for you and it's not a a yeah. conscious decision it's not a conscious malicious decision on their behalf it's just literally would love to have a chat but the kids the job the house the car the blah 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 yeah takes priority and that's fair enough i'm not going to tell people you know like, hey i should be a number one priority the only person who's number one priority i should be is me
1: yes and And that's that's something
2: uh, you've had to learn i'm still trying to learn 100 still trying to learn that's why i have my my life coach with me right now
1: yeah well and i had to life coach you on wednesday when you're in bed with a migraine and thought you were letting me down because you weren't recording (laughs) you're not letting anyone down We'll get there.
2: Uh, we got there. We got there on a Saturday, but we're here. <sighs>
1: well, and that's fine. We do get there. Cheers. Two Drink Cinema, an Odd Socks Entertainment podcast. I'm Lee. And I'm Brett. We are two brothers reviewing movies. Two drinks at a time. The old. The new. The classic. And the cult. We tick all the boxes. We bring you the news on the latest movie releases and drunkenly review some of the best films of yesteryear. Find us on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Drink Cinema. Cheers! And you're right in that, yeah, that people do naturally grow apart, mm-hmm. and sometimes. That is what it is, really. Yeah. Uh, but there are some times where you need to or the other person needs to make a decision that it's time to move on from that relationship. It's not working. It's not the kind of benefit that you need it to be. Yeah. And so that's why I'm kind of in favor of Actual. having that chat and that. breaking up with your friend. Yeah. Because...
2: I can't think of anyone I'd... I'd... I don't talk to regularly that I would actually like to sit down and go like, you know what? This is too hard. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, like, there's yeah. no, there's no one in my life that I've lost contact with that was a, a conscious decision. I mean, just yeah. situations change, uh, availabilities change, but there are times when, you know, like I said, I'm I'm one who loves a drink. If someone's suddenly not drinking anymore. Catching up with me might be something that triggers them. You know what I mean? Like they're like, oh, I don't know how to catch up with Jeff without having a beer in my hand. Or yeah. If that makes sense.
1: And I think so. I think, yeah, the conversation is important. And we get, you know, we go back to communication. Mm-hmm. Someone could just in that case, just stop talking to you. Like, you know, yeah. just cease communication or unfriend you on Facebook or whatever. But I think. If someone came to you and said, "Look, I'm not drinking anymore. I find it really hard to hang out if you're always having a drink," then you don't have to have a drink. No, it's true. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, and I definitely... so you know that gives you the opportunity to say, "Yep, totally understand." Um, next time we go out, we'll go to the cafe instead of the pub, or yep. you know, I'll have a Pepsi Max, which is the other black can in your fridge, and <laughs> instead of the drink. And then we'll be fine. Um, So that's, you know, another communication thing. But I think the communication of, yeah, that communication of the issues that mean you want to move on either gives the person the opportunity to resolve them or gives the receiver the opportunity to be like, oh, okay, I understand why. Uh, and it's not because I'm a shit person and it's not yeah. because I'm not worthy of social interaction, because if there is, you know, I, the person that I'm thinking about and even my mate in Queensland, my self-worth, I did start to think, oh, well, obviously I'm not worthy of him sending a text. Yeah. Obviously, you know, I'm not worthy of chatting to this person on messenger. Um, but as
2: I said, the more time you've had to think about it where they, Probably haven't had the time to think about it, or their thoughts about it is I have to get back to Lee. I have to get back to Lee. I haven't got time. Yeah, because nine times out of ten, a text message turns into a conversation. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. not a, it's not a just like good thanks and that's enough. Like you're like, what's happening? How's your mum? How's your kids? How's the, yeah. how's the business? You know, there's a lot more to just a simple text message. Like yeah. I've got I've got a mate who. Um, I wish I could spend more time with. He suffers from chronic pain, and the drug levels he's on to just deal with daily life means that he's normally awake at like four a.m. and will text me like, "Hey," and then I'll like I'll read a paragraph. I've woken up at four a.m. I'm just like, "Yeah," like I can't read that now. I'll get back to you when I'm awake, and that's when he's you know basically back in a coma, like.
1: Or or you yeah. wake up and you're straight into work. Yeah, exactly. Or your yeah. day. And then, yeah. it, and then it gets and by, by it's away. It's like
2: three days later, you're like shit. I didn't get back to him, or you know, like, or I'll text him, and he's like that out of it. That he'll look at his phone three days later and go, like, shit, I never replied to that. Like, yeah, it's not a, it's not a malicious thing, I guess. But there are situations where people will move on from you, like a girlfriend breaking up with you, boyfriend breaking up with you, that do make you question your self worth and. The ability to move on from that situation is a real skill, and a real yes. a real self reflection, self belief. You need to know why and understand why. That's one of the biggest uh, reasons for suicide is people f- feeling like they've lost something they can't replace.
1: And yeah, and I feel a lot of the time, yeah, this self worth thing is really tough thing and we could probably and probably will down the track we definitely will spend a whole episode on on the self-worth thing but part of the my self-awareness thing has been in order to improve my self-worth um and i know a hundred percent that my uh lower feelings of self-worth where they come from
2: I make you do the work and then you teach me. That's basically how this yep. friendship
1: works. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I know a hundred percent where the issues with my self-worth come from. And I know that they're not the case anymore, but you know, yeah. that ha- these things happened when I was a teenager and my brain was developing. So obviously exactly, yeah, those...
2: it's ingrained in there now.
1: Yeah. And you know i i don't want to go into a you know whole neurology thing because i'm not a neurologist number 1 but also it can be boring but you make the neural pathways in your brain and your brain will always go That's and fire in the path of least resistance because they're electrical impulses and mm-hmm. electricity takes the path of least resistance and so if for the whole time from when you were 10 years old to when you were 19 you felt that because of your sexuality, you weren't worth as much as anybody else in the high school, then even when you're 36, that neural pathway is going to be very well-worn and it's going to be the path of least resistance. Um, And so there's a whole lot of stuff that I'm trying to do around that. And so I think as part of the moving on thing, whether you are the person that is moving on or whether you're the person that is being moved on from a strong sense of self worth is going to help either way. Because, yeah. like, I know I'm moving on from the baseball club because I value my time and my mental health. Yeah. Or if um, friends are moving on from me, I know that they are doing it for their reasons. Yeah, and
2: it's not always about you.
1: Yeah, it's not yeah. because I'm a shit person or yeah. not worthy of having a friendship. It's because they obviously have their reasons for making their decisions.
2: When you're moved on from in a relationship, it's a lot harder than being the yeah. one moving on as you're not only losing your partner, but often the whole family associated yeah. with that partner no. which would be quite difficult like even i you know, moved on from my ex-wife and was you know friends with her family for you know 16 20 years it was a, a big loss to lose the entire family and like that they become your family and things like that so there's there, there is there is allowed to be that grieving process of of loss in that situation don't don't beat yourself up but don't let it completely be what you think you've hit lots, the, I guess is the main thing
1: we, yeah, we do keep I think you've hit key the key word in yeah. there in like grieving because it is a loss and mm-hmm. particularly in a long-term relationship um, it is a loss in in terms of a friendship or a community group or an activity there's i guess there's more of a chance yeah. of returning to that um but there's also not as deep yeah. of a connection but in a long term relationship yeah. there is that deep connection there is that intertwining of your lives and so yeah like even in my case with leaving the baseball club my husband my dad play there so yeah exactly. like that there's that connection yeah it's, it's that it's that yeah. time
2: spent with people as well like the the sport of the you know the activity of running around playing baseball wasn't the main draw for you to go to that club it's the, the social interactions yes. and the
1: no and for that's me, for
2: me it always was anyway my i was, I was no. never going to make the australian olympic team but I enjoyed every minute I was at, a and club that's the, the the two clubs loved, that
1: like. you and I have been involved in together um, have a big mm-hmm. focus on the social thing and the inclusion and the interaction, and so that is yeah, definitely definitely uh, a thing that's a big part of it, and that's yeah. probably
2: and being and it, it's not something you can really when once you step out of yep. the on field role. Being involved in that social situation is more awkward than still
1: it changes being a partner, the if that makes sense. perception like of your, yeah. The dynamic is what I want. Dynamic. It changes the dynamic of your interactions yeah. because you're kind of just a guy that's hanging around now. Yeah. And clubs have that. And yeah. our club has.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So yeah, some of the great yeah. guys at our club um, are the guys and, that just hang around. You know, they often will make a club. And, but it is a different dynamic and it is a different perception of you when that that change happens. But it's certainly Mm. deeper that intertwining and that connection because it in a relationship, because it's not one person that you're really moving away from or is moving away from you. And it is that that is tough. And you did use the word grieving and I think that's a key word in all of this. It is grieving, it is a loss, yeah. and the grieving process is something that you have to go through. Um, and I know in a lot of cases, and a lot of people that we see online in the groups that we're in, and people that we chat to, that it's not a process that a lot of people go through, even with you know, grieving a death, but the loss of a relationship or the loss yeah. of a friendship. Or those kind of connections, it is a loss, and it is a process that people need to go through and allow themselves to go through. And
2: what what are the stages of grieving? You um, probably know this better than I do.
1: Every it, whenever you look at something, there's always you know more. This person has seven. This person has five. But I think what yeah, most yeah. people know it as yeah. is denial, anger, depression, bargaining, and acceptance. Uh, and so denial yeah. is a tough one. Um, anger is one that yeah. can be easily turned on yourself, and then
2: absolutely, and that's the most common uh, stage yes. that you lose a lot of brothers. Because, and
1: then that you know does yeah. end up in the depression. And if the anger yeah. is turned on yourself in that anger stage, then the depression takes a different. Uh, yeah, it takes a different a turn different um, and ta- presents differently. And people often don't make it out of that, those two, uh, which is yeah. tragic. But it's a process that you need to go through and at the end of it all, yeah. uh, but it, but it's also not a finite thing. Like No,
2: there's not, okay, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to be in the next stage. You can go backwards yeah. and forwards in your Yeah, and it's not like well from, you do
1: the tick these five and boxes ex- and then oh I'm over and I'm gonna move on. Well, that's it. Hitting acceptance doesn't mean yeah. that there
2: won't ever be anger again, as well. You know, it doesn't mean you have to go all the way back and the process is gonna start again. It just means that there's I there's think I generally took
1: acceptance too early, which means that yeah. And I then think you push
2: yourself to it, which means you're not actually going through the process. Part of your bargaining is pushing, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah which means that the other parts of the process come up again too often uh, and it doesn't yeah. help and so i think that's why as you said before it's harder to be the person who's moved on from because often if you're moving on from something yeah you've gone through a lot of the process already you've done the bargaining and you've exactly you, you you've you've had
2: you've had yeah. the, the thought process in your mind and Come up to a rational decision in your within yourself, knowing what what you need, and often, you know, trying to consider the other person can be self-destructive as well. If that makes sense, like if you're if you know it's best for you to get out of a situation, yep. but you stay because you're thinking too much about the other person, you've gone through the process. Yeah,
1: and I think still. that. Um... Can hold people back. And yes, as you said, be destructive in that you're thinking, oh, I should stay or I should continue because of the yeah. effect it will have on the other person, when really you're not acknowledging yeah.
2: this this person. This person might be X, yeah. Y, Z when you're,
1: you yeah. know what you're needs to be. It's, it's a hard thing to do, particularly when you're as empathetic as you and I are. And that's probably why this uh, leaving of the baseball uh, will take three attempts to really stick. Um,
2: <laughs> that's
1: what it took me 17. Um, but, <laughs> and then it all comes back to you acknowledging those indicators that it is time to move on that we started with. And yes. so that's the, That's the thing, really, is you have to be aware and be open to those signs that whatever is happening is not working for you and know that those signs are an indication of uh, the fact that it's time to move on. We will talk in another episode a bit more about self-worth and having self-worth and self-acceptance Strongly enough uh, that you can deal with all sorts of situations being moved on from being one of those situations. uh, And then we'll chat about that then. But we've covered a fair bit in terms of moving on and knowing when to do it.
2: It was certainly it was certainly better than certainly the attempt we was had that we had to move we moved on from moving on from,
1: from, moving sure. on from a, <laughs> I've gotten quite good at moving on from content. I just hit delete on that recording file, yes, uh, and I moved on from that. If you want to chat a bit more, or you want us to chat a bit more about this topic, then get in touch with us on the socials. You can find us uh, the links to all those socials in the episode description. Also, you can join our Facebook group where we'll talk a little bit more about that and open the discussion on Facebook uh, and there'll be the posts in there to chat a little bit more about that. Now, before we finish, uh, we got a little thing. Announcement? Maybe an announcement. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Partnership. It's a thing. It's a bit
2: of a friend of the show who's reached out
1: for a little bit of a...
2: to to help our audience, to help himself. We
1: recently connected with Marcus uh, from Ready to Heal Counselling, who is another bloke in Melbourne who has been, like us, been through some shit and come out the other side wanting to help other blokes. So he is from Ready to Heal Counselling, and particularly at the moment, he knows how difficult and challenging the current situation with extended lockdowns and stuff is for people. So he is at the moment got six spots available. So he's offering six blokes a free one hour counseling session. So he got in touch with us because we've been chatting a bit over the last couple of weeks. And we're going to put it out there to our no pants, no problems listeners. So if anyone out there needs someone to have their good, honest chat with, then uh, get in touch with us, and we'll put you through to Marcus at Ready to Heal um, to have a chat about one of those six sessions. Yeah,
2: Marcus, Marcus is Marcus is the yeah.
1: perfect place to start your conversation. If you're listening,
2: and you're listening to so us. So you know,
1: we'll talking. have a link to his Facebook page in our episode description, underneath all of our Facebook pages, so you can get in touch with us. Uh, and we'll connect you with Marcus or get in touch with Marcus directly. Let him know that the No Pants guys uh, get you onto him. And then, uh, yeah, start there if you feel like you need to have a chat with someone. But as always, we are open to a chat as well. Uh, And thank you this week for your chat, Jeff. Thank you, Lee. We'll be back next week.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at No Pants Pod. If you or someone you know needs support around their mental health, there are many support services available. Check the show notes for links. This episode is produced by Odd Socks Entertainment, music composed by Shane Cole Hayhow, and introduced by Matt Pankhurst. Bye for now.